Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? This word in Hebrew is the word for grace. It's the same word in Genesis 6-8 when we read, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. She's saying, why have you given me undeserved favor? Why are you being so kind to me? You know I'm an outsider. You know I'm an outcast. You know I don't belong. I'm a foreigner. I'm not like you. I'm not good like you. That's essentially what she's saying. But again, that's powerful because that's your story. That's my story. This is a powerful story. Ruth is a picture of us, and Boaz a picture of Christ, and Boaz is showing Ruth grace. Undeserved, unmerited, unearned favor. Regardless of what she's done, he's given her grace. He didn't have to do this. This is a beautiful thing. But understand this, this isn't one-sided. We're going to see, Boaz, there's a relationship forming. It's not just one-sided. It's not a one-sided courtship. Notice this, Boaz also saw good things in Ruth. He saw a potential, and God knows all of us. He saw us in our, in our failed, frail form. He saw us in all of our sin. He knew we couldn't save ourselves or do anything to save ourselves. We're sinful, we're lost. He knew that. But he saw each one of us in our completed form. Do you understand that? The story of Gideon, when Gideon's down uh, cowering on the uh, threshing floor, and he's, he's hiding from the enemy, and the Lord shows up, And the Lord calls out, Gideon, you mighty man of valor, stand to your feet. He wasn't mocking Gideon who was cowering on the threshing floor, on the wine press, using it as a threshing floor. He wasn't cowering, or he was cowering. Jesus didn't call him that. The Lord didn't call him that to mock him. What the Lord saw in Gideon was his completed form, that one day Gideon would rise up and become a mighty man of valor. And God sees all of us in our completed form, as frail as we are, as fickle as we are, all of our sin, everything we struggle with. God looks at you, and I've I've mentioned this before, but I remember a man who had a dream, and he talked about this, where he was in heaven. He said it was such a powerful dream because he walked up and he saw the Lord, and he melted, and he never seen such love. And he was so worried about himself in that moment because he realized how sinful and gross he really was. And he looked at the Lord, and he said, Oh, Lord... I'm so sorry for my sin. And the Lord looked at him in this dream and said, what sin? Do you understand? When the Lord looks at you and me, he sees us in our completed form, not in this rust bucket of a body, not where we're at right now. And Boaz sees potential here. You know, Romans 8, 29 tells you and me, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. He knows you. He knows you intimately. He knows you better than anyone. He knows you better than yourself. He knows you, and he sees your potential. But we see that Boaz, he's heard about Ruth's kindness and her loyalty, 
And it's all rooted in the choice she made to follow the one true God. Verses 11 and 12, And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge." Now, it's a, it's a metaphor. Don't get too excited here. God doesn't have wings. But he does protect us in that way. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But this metaphor is correct. Have you come under the wings of God for protection? Why would you ever wander out from that? Why would any of us? But he knows, Boaz is saying, I've heard of your conversion. I've heard of your faith and how you live it out. That you forsook all others to follow the God of Israel. That you have forsaken your old life. That you have turned to the new life. Change has truly happened in you, Ruth. And you live it out, therefore I will bless you. And we know this, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, God tells us the same thing. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And we know that verse, but what's powerful is the very next verse is speaking of how to walk it out. How to make that faith happen. And he talks about Noah, the very man I mentioned earlier. Verse 7 tells us this. Hebrews eleven seven by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Do you understand? Noah was told something by God. He said, destruction's coming upon the planet. Build an ark. And Noah did it. And it preserved his whole household. You know, I just want to say this. We've also been given that same warning. You know, we take it for granted. We think, well, you know, if I was Noah, I would have done that. Would you have? (laughs) Because all of us in this room have been instructed to build an ark. Because destruction is coming. That ark is the church. We're told to share our faith. To get people on board. Because destruction is coming. Not by water this time, but by fire. The wrath of God is going to be poured out on this planet. We were talking about this before service. The only thing protecting this world right now is God's presence of the Holy Spirit within the church. And once we're removed, he is going to pour out his wrath on a world that has rejected his son. But we, like Noah, have been called to build an ark, to get ready, to build his ark. But we see that And we know, we know this too. Works are one thing, right? Works are one thing. We are saved by grace through faith. That is clear in scripture. But as a Christian, you're going to be rewarded for your works. And we are called to work out our own faith. We are called to do the things God has called us to do once we're saved. We need to be faithful and walk it out and live it out. And that's the beautiful picture here in Ruth chapter 2. Boaz noticed through the word of this unnamed servant... He noticed that Ruth had come to know the one true God. He offers her grace, and then he rewards her, easy for me to say, the works of this Gentile woman who is living out her faith, who's walking it out. And we see Boaz, who's a picture of Christ, treats this Moabite woman as one of his own servants. He gives Ruth favor and displayed his great kindness for her. Kindness. 
and he comforts her. Verse 13, then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your maidservants. Again, she knows. Let none of us, even after salvation, let none of us forget who we really are. That you don't deserve God's grace. You don't deserve his favor. I don't deserve anything that God has good for me. I don't deserve it. That's what's so amazing about grace, and that's why songs are written about it. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. We do not deserve it. Stay humble. Church, stay humble and remember how far we have been saved from and how far we still have to go. Be humble. Be kind to those around you who don't know the Lord yet. And remember, look, we're just one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. Our king has showed us so much favor. Be humble. It's not because you were special. I mean, you are in a sense, okay? You're special to him. But we weren't saved because of anything we could do or any talent we had. We were saved because of his grace, his amazing grace. But the goodness and the kindness of mercy and all of this of Boaz, it doesn't end there. Just like our Lord, it doesn't end with us when we're saved. Verse 14, now Boaz said to her at mealtime, come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. She's breaking bread with Boaz. It's a beautiful picture of us breaking bread with our king. So she ate, or she sat beside the reaper and he passed parched uh, grain to her and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. Notice she keeps some back. Not for selfish reasons, as we're going to see. This is the heart of Ruth. Notice her heart. Verse 15, And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commended his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. Verse 17, So she gleaned in the field until evening, and beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. That's five and a half gallons. And then look at this, verse 18. Then she took it up and went into the city and to her mother-in-law. And her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. So she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. She kept the food back for Naomi. She was full and she gathered more food to take home to her mother-in-law. Do you see the heart of Ruth? Do you see the example we should follow? To be humble like her? But also know this. He's being so good to her. He's doing things he he doesn't have to do. He's letting things fall by the wayside on purpose. He's being good to her, overwhelmingly good to her. Have you found that that's what the Lord is for you and me? God is so good to us. Uh, This week I told you, be thankful for everything God does. Don't get caught up in the bitterness and all the negative. Remember what he does for you and me. He is so good to us. He is too good to us. We don't deserve it, and yet he just continues to bless us. As a believer, we know, those of us who've come to the Lord, we know his kindness and his generosity never stops. His blessings are so profound, so plentiful, and so amazing that each one of us probably don't even comprehend every day the divine providence of God and all the things he's doing in our lives. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m.
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.